South Alabama quarterback, Carter Bradley, on Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt. I am your host, Dave Schultz. We have a very special guest. We got South Alabama quarterback Carter Bradley. If you don't know, his father is Gus Bradley, longtime NFL coach, coached the Jaguars uh, as a head coach and now defensive coordinator as uh, the Colts. We'll talk to him growing up in Jacksonville. We'll talk to him about Toledo, South Alabama, and expectations for the Jaguars heading into the 2023 season. But first, let me tell you, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Let's go right to it. He is the starting quarterback for the South Alabama Jaguars. He is Carter Bradley. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thrilled and honored to have our next guest. He is the starting quarterback for the South Alabama Jaguars. He is Carter Bradley. Carter, thanks very much for hopping on. How is spring practice going so far for the Jags? Yeah, it's going great. Um, You know, just, you know, it's a blessing to go to work every day with a group of guys that you enjoy. So um, it's been fun. Football is back. Um, I'm loving it every day. So I can't I can't be more excited. It's a little bit of an anomaly, and I well, I was going to say I said the word right, but I didn't. But I mean, you guys have eighteen of twenty starters back, eighteen of like twenty-two starters back. Jalen Wayne isn't around, and Darrell Luter Jr. isn't around. But you're getting two guys back that were starters, or supposed to be starters, and were were banged up. Uh, that doesn't happen normally, and it certainly doesn't happen in the transfer portal era. Uh, how much more comfortable is it, uh, you know, going into a, a season? Basically, you're trying to fill, well, two positions. You got to fill a, a center. James Jackson is gone, and you got to fill another receiver's role. Yeah. Um, you know, going into this year, you feel a lot more comfortable with, you know, the guys that you went to last year with, especially, you know, returning 18 out of the 20, or we got 22 guys. Um, so I think, you know, going into next year, we ought to be a whole lot better, you know, just on the same page wise, just, you know, communication guys should be comfortable with each other, knowing their calls, both on the same side, uh, different side of the ball, offense and defense. But, you know, um, you're going to add some new pieces and they're going to bring some different personalities in, but that's, that's the fun about football. You know, everybody has, um, you know, a different talent. They bring stuff different to the, to their game. And um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So admittedly, I'm one of those guys, I kind of grew up in baseball, so you could be standing next to me telling me what I'm looking at in football, and I still wouldn't know what I'm looking at in football. So go back to a couple of years ago, we got Jake Bentley, uh, and it didn't look like the offense was moving all that well, and it took like, in, in fall ball, it took like, you know, two or three possessions, and boom, they were they were off and, and running. Uh, set all kinds of records. You come in, and you set all kinds of records, but you kind of, you guys got off to a, a better start. How... Not, not confidence is not the right word, but is there is there that still element of not knowing because you are on a new team, you know, how this is going to work when, you know, it's live and not practice? Yeah. Um, you know, if practice, you know, wasn't that important, we wouldn't have it. So, I mean, right. that's why you have practice. So you go into, you know, this whole practice, you try to find what your identity is going to be. And, you know, obviously going into this 2023 season after the 2022 successful season, but um, you know, you go into uh, the new year trying to figure out, you know, what we need to get better at, 
what um, you know maybe we struggled with a little bit last year and we can actually get better at in the spring. That's why we have it. And, you know, just adding those elements of guys who we get in the transfer portal and they come in in the spring and just adding those pieces in. And it helps them, especially in the springtime, learn our playbook so they can go into summer. They can be a lot more confident in this in this offense, but also they can continue to learn and they can, can continue to grow uh, with the guys around them in, in the weight room, too. Is there anything specifically that you wanted to you came into spring ball trying to to improve on? Um, I think just consistency. That's the biggest thing. I want to make sure that um, understanding, you know, obviously why things are being called is huge. Uh, just getting to know Coach Applewhite more, uh, understanding, you know, just, just talking ball with him is definitely big. But that consistency uh, is huge because you can obviously look at the 2022 season and say, hey, you guys were 10-3. and 3, You can go into spring ball. You guys are good. You can work on a couple other things. And, hey, you can take this spring off. That's not it at all. We, we got a lot of room to grow and a lot of um, guys who are hungry to get back at this thing. And uh, that's the biggest thing is just going to this thing, uh, being more consistent in, in all areas, uh, pass game, run game. Uh, I think we can, you know, help ourselves out in that and just going every day, getting 1% better. All right, we're talking with Carter Bradley, Locked On Sun Belt, your team every day. Let's back it up. For those who don't know, he is Gus Bradley's son, the former Jags, uh, Jaguars head coach, Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, uh, and now Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. So you grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Another quarterback or two, a little famous uh, out of there, Tim Tebow. What was it like growing up uh, in Jacksonville and any connection to Tebow? Because there is, a, you know, obviously a, a slight age difference. Uh, there is no uh, no connection to uh, Tim Tebow, but I definitely got, you know, when quarterbacks came into Jacksonville and played for the Jags, I got to know them a little bit, uh, got to see their game. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of players, at least, out of Jacksonville that, you know, you look at the history, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, Tim Tebow, I mean, guys like that. I mean, even in my class, you have uh, Tyreek Johnson, you got Tolliver, who um, is now with, actually, Indy, who my mm. dad's. And uh, he was with the Bears. He went to LSU. But, I mean, the talent that comes out of Jacksonville is unbelievable. But going there, right. I think the best thing for me, um, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And I think, you know, the competitiveness in Jacksonville really helped me to kind of get me ready to go um, into college football and made me the quarterback who I am. All right. So then how do you – what's the biggest difference between when you – well, let's ask you this. Easy. How did you end up in Toledo? How did you find your way uh, there from, from Jacksonville to Toledo? Yeah. Um, so when I was going to Toledo, they just had a guy named Logan Woodside throw for an incredible amount of touchdowns, low interception rate was up for, you know, he was on the Heisman watch list. I mean, mm. unbelievable year. So, you know, I was really attracted to that offense, the weapons they had, uh, Deontay Johnson, who is an unbelievable receiver. Now, uh, Cody Thompson was going to be there. Uh, they had a great back. I mean, Kareem Hunt was there. So it just looked like Toledo was producing and they just came off of a Mac championship. So it's like, oh. I mean, why not go there? I mean, you're going to be sure. around talent. You're going to be around offensive minds. Um, it just didn't work out there. I mean, that's, you know, I got no hard feelings uh, to those people there. You know, I, you know, I usually get a text here and there from someone on that staff, but you know, I appreciate them so much. Um, you know, give me an opportunity to go play college football there and just learn ball for the first time. I mean, um, you know, be around it. Uh, but yeah, I can't, you know, thank them enough. But, yeah, Toledo just, you know, it didn't work out. And that's one of those things in life that you kind of just look back on and you appreciate. And so what is the difference between being you're recruited, you end up on campus at, at Toledo, and then now you're transferring 
And, you know, again, we're in the transfer portal era. So what is the difference between when you're when you're showing up as an 18 year old and you're showing <laughs> up a, a few years later with, you know, a different kind of class? Because maybe you get a chance to learn who the guys are coming in with you. And all of a sudden, boom, you just kind of show up. Yeah, uh, I think the maturity standpoint of things really changes. You know, as an 18 year old, you kind of don't know where, you know, life's confusing as an 18 year old. You don't know. Sure. You think you've got all the answers, but you don't. Um, and that was kind of one of the hardest things for me to, you know, to swallow that I don't have all the answers when I first got to Toledo. And I'm, I will, you know, admit that. But, uh, you know, transferring from, you know, uh, Toledo to South, I feel like there was a lot more peace um, at what I was looking at. I knew what I wanted. I knew, you know, relationships were huge to me. You know, even, you know, at the end of my um, stint at Toledo, that was really something that stood out to me. It's just relationships. I want to build, you know, with this offensive coordinator, with these teammates. You know, I want to go into a culture that's a winning culture that drives people to be at their best every day. And that's exactly what I found here at South. So um, I'd say maturity is the biggest thing. You know, you that's the biggest thing for me, at least, uh, that changed. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back with more of our conversation with Carter Bradley. How much is his father, an NFL coach, Gus Bradley, involved in his development? And how much does he rely on him? But first, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. The tournament is heating up. Final four. Big weekend. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, more Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Let's get back to it. How much is Gus Bradley, NFL coach, involved with Carter Bradley's development as a quarterback we're talking with carter bradley south alabama jaguars quarterback locked on sunbelt your team every day all right how has dad helped how, how does it how does it work with you and your father an nfl guy nfl head coach defensive coordinator how does he help you and show you you know what you should be looking for how does how does that go much and how much how involved is he yeah um he's actually really not involved as much as you think but he always is there he's always you know um, if I ever need someone to call, I ever need someone to lean on, he's always there for me. So, you know, I can't appreciate him enough. And he, the biggest thing is he gets it. He understands, you know, what maybe, you know, you might have a bad day on the field. Man, I give him a call. Hey, look, like the pros have bad days too, Carter. Sure. Like, the only one with a bad day. Right. Like, and that was the hardest thing, I think, for me. You know, I'm still, you know, you still have a bad day, you know, here and there. You're still like, gosh, I wish I had that back. But, you know, the, you can only learn from it and grow from it. And that's what he's taught me. Um, over the past years of, of being in colleges, um, how fast can you grow from a bad day or, you know, keep going and push each other and push guys around you? But, you know, he's done an unbelievable job at, you know, helping me not with football, but also a leadership standpoint and how I can help those around me, but also, you know, be at my best. Uh, so I can't I can't thank him enough. But the defensive standpoint, I mean, it's it, – my mom is she she goes crazy when we're home because it's all ball. Me and him just talk uh, <laughs> fronts, coverages, all this and that. We can't we're not allowed to watch football in the house uh, in the off season. 
uh, because it kind of gets a little too heated. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Mom runs the house when she, when, when dad's home. So I can't thank him enough though. All right. Well, okay. So then what's it like, you know, when you're, you're, you're a kid, you know, you know, my father was an attorney, so he, he ran for political office. He lost a couple of times when I was growing up, but he was always a town judge, you know, you know, big word here on the uh, lockdown Sunbelt podcast, you know, being a football coach is tenuous at best, right? They say you get hired to get fired. And obviously that has happened in your life. What's that like being a, a coach's son and going to school if, you know, the Jaguars aren't doing very well. What's that, what's that like? Yeah, I, I, I've had a couple, you know, Monday mornings that have been rough. Uh, was you it know, your fault? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, hey, man, I got nothing to do with this. Like, right. I wasn't doing anything, but, you know, uh, but it's helped me. Uh, and I wouldn't change, you know, my dad's profession for the world. I think what he's doing and, you know, where he's at in life has honestly created uh, an opportunity for me to be very social with people. It makes me, you know, uh, it helps me interact with people, you know, wherever I go, because, I mean, I've been, I was born in Fargo, North Dakota. I moved to Tampa, moved to Seattle, uh, mm-hmm. moved to Jacksonville, then moved to Toledo, Ohio. Well, my family moved out to LA. Then I moved to Toledo down to South Alabama. So I've seen almost all a part of the country and oh, learned yeah. types of people and how to work with them. So it's like, you know, it's given me an opportunity to learn how to talk to people and, you know, look them in the eye, shake their hand. How are they doing? Stuff like that. Uh, I learned at a very young age. So you know, I appreciate, you know, it, it's a hard pill to swallow at first. You know, when you're losing, it's not fun. But, you know, I look back at it and it's it's been a blessing. That's been that's a big picture to look at. That's a, I like that. Uh, we're uh, we're talking with Carter Bradley, locked on Sunbelt, South Alabama Jaguars quarterback. All right, let's go back. Obviously, it was a uh, record setting season for South Alabama. Ten wins. The bowl game didn't quite go as planned. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing what happened to the Jaguars. Uh, how do you how long did it take you to get over it? Are you over it? And have you used it as motivation, the loss to Western Kentucky? Yeah. Um, you know, when you get hit like that, you got to bounce right back up. You can't let them know you're hurting. But that one stung a little bit more than uh, – Well, you got but, hit a lot in that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, hey, that's that's football. Um, you know, you're going to have some games like that in your lifetime. Uh, they hurt the next morning. They hurt, you know, that it was hurting in the fourth quarter and knowing that, you know, we tried everything we could to come back and – just wasn't our day. You're going to have days like that. But, uh, you know, we used that as motivation and, you know, how we want, we, we always want to finish things right. And we didn't do it that game, but I think, you know, guys are hungry. Guys are ready to get back at this thing. Like I was saying earlier, you know, getting into spring ball, um, just, you know, building, building this offense and just getting stronger as a unit is, is really how we're looking at it because, you know, you can only get stronger from it. So why not do it? Well, it should be noted it was 31 to three at half, and it wasn't not nearly as bad a, a deficit at the end of the game. So, I mean, it could have been a it could have been a lot worse than it was. So, you guys deserve a lot of credit uh, not giving up. Uh, but what did you learn from that game? Because you're you're bulking up a little bit heading into fall ball and into spring ball as it is. Yeah, um, just want to get my body right. Make sure I can take more hits. Make sure I can be more sustainable throughout the season. Um, but. I can just be comfortable sitting back in the pocket. Guys are going to be rushing hard. They're going to be doing their job. I got to do mine. Um, but, yeah, just trying to add some more weight on, uh, just helping this line out, helping the guys around me out so I can just stay healthy throughout the season. A few more minutes here with Carter Bradley, South Alabama Jaguars quarterback. All right, you get uh, – and we've had a little bit of this in uh, – in Mobile, you get the advantage of having the Senior Bowl here in Mobile. And South Alabama has had 
I think, three players in the last two senior bowls. We, we, we've already mentioned Jalen Wayne and Darrell Luter Jr. And then a couple of years ago, Jalen Tolbert. Have you had a chance to sit down with Jim Nagy? I know he's busy now, but he was out at, at Pro Day for South Alabama. What are those discussions like? Yeah, you know, just trying to get to know him. He's trying to get to know me. Nothing, you know, it's just small talk. But, you know, that all that stuff, I'm going to let God handle that. And I'm going to focus on spring ball right now and try to get my weight up and create, you know, better relationships with the guys around me. So, you know, if I get an opportunity at the senior role, that'd be unbelievable. If I don't, you know what, that's just God's plan. You know, it wasn't for me. Um, but I'm going to go in this thing. I'm going to keep my head high. I'm going to have some fun my last year playing ball and, you know, enjoy it. All right, let's take one more timeout. We'll come back with more with South Alabama quarterback Carter Bradley. Talk about his arm strength. But first, the Belt March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite paw, a bar or puff, and now is the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Churro Puff. And if you want the Churro Puff to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too, or in this case, puff. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your pick. All right, let's wrap things up with Carter Bradley, South Alabama Jaguars quarterback, talking about where he developed his arm strength. Uh, okay, so again, as we mentioned, you could tell me what I'm seeing, and I still wouldn't know it because it's football, but even I can see you have an NFL arm. When did that come about? Did you play baseball? When did you realize I, I got an arm? And anybody can see that, not you know, in, in, including even me. When did you realize you could throw a ball the way you throw the ball? You know, um, so I did play baseball growing up. Uh, played it till about only 13 years old. Oh. Um, had a couple elbow issues, but I was throwing too many curveballs. Uh, my dad right. would say, um, right. was, yeah. So. Um, but honestly, when I got to Toledo, I didn't know I, through high school, I didn't know how my arm was. I didn't, I didn't think it was all that crazy Toledo. I didn't even think it was really, you know, that crazy either. I, I made some throws that were, I could throw hash to hash and it'd be, it'd be a good ball. And I kind of surprised myself, but even now, like, I'm like, okay, I know I have a good arm, but there's some throws I'll be like, okay, well that, that's surprising. You know, I meant to put it there, but like it got there a whole lot faster than it did, but mm -hmm. you know, you know, I know, I understand, you know, my arm talent, there's a, there's some things I need to pull back on. I don't need to throw it as hard as I do, you know, right. uh, the big thing that we work on with me. Um, but, you know, I, I learn, you know, every, you know, other month, something, you know, I need to work on. So my arm talent is my arm talent. It's God given, um, but I'm blessed to have it. Careful on those hash to sideline throws. I refer to those as pick six throws. <laughs> Rip that play out. It doesn't matter if it's Carter Bradley, Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady. Those are the worst throws ever. They only get like four yards. And, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know if it's trying to keep a defensive back honest or not. But when someone times that right, it goes in the other direction. Yeah. <gasps> Got to be careful. Those are, those are the worst ones. I feel All like. right. Let's talk about this season. South Alabama has a chance to do something special. I know everybody kind of 
you know, one game at a time and everyone's conning on, uh, you know, just concentrating on spring ball. Got a scrimmage uh, coming up today on Friday. But uh, Tulane is up first. You got Oklahoma State last year. Got a little bit of a taste. Almost beat UCLA. You know, you you know, you're one maybe bad call away from beating Troy uh, for a Sunbelt championship game. Uh, again, win 10 games, go to a bowl game. This schedule is sort of set up, although it is, I think, front loaded. Uh, for again, South Alabama to do something special just to start off with, you know, Tulane is going to be somewhere ranked, whether it is, you know, somewhere 20 or 30th or maybe higher. And then, you know, I don't know if you can have a uh, trap game to begin with and no offense to South Alabama, but they got Ole Miss in New Orleans the next week. So they may or may not be looking ahead a little bit. You guys can go sneak in there and get a good win over Tulane. And all of a sudden South Alabama is going to get a little bit of notice. Uh, What's it like when there are expectations uh, heading into into the spring and then into the fall. Yeah, um, you know, there's outside expectations and then there's, you know, team expectations that we have. And, you know, our team expectation is just operating with a neutral mindset every day, just going to work, making sure we get, you know, the little details down, making sure we're going into everything, you know, full effort, getting 1% better every day. Because, you know, in, in a month, in, you know, 100 days, we can be 100% better than we are right now. And that's unbelievable. I mean, I take that over anything. But, um, you know, looking at this season, you know, we understand what's ahead of us. We understand, you know, our, our schedule. Um, and guys are ready. Guys are hungry. You know, we know what we need to do um, as a team and as an offensive unit and where we need to go uh, by just protecting the ball and doing our job and playing within the offense. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. And um, hopefully week one uh, comes out in our favor. But, you know, we're going to control that as much as we can. I don't want to hear what you think of my assessment of Carter Bradley. Okay, because again, like I said, I could be looking at things. You can tell me what I'm looking at. I don't even know. Okay, but when Carter when Carter Bradley struggles, all right, the ball comes out harder going forward. Like Georgia Southern game, right? First throw, pick six. Yep. And then it took until the fake punt till maybe Carter Bradley uh, calmed down a little bit. But it, it, you know, Southern Miss struggling and got banged up in that ball game, and then you led the comeback. So it, yeah. feel, it feels like there's a little bit of an issue trying to get past a bad play, and then you try harder. Yeah. Um, you know. What, is, that assessment on, is that assessment on point, or is that just in my own head? Uh, that, a um, little bit of both. I'd say okay. you know, um, when I come to the sideline, I'm actually, you know, I'd say you would be right. You would be spot on if that was Toledo Carter. You would be spot, oh, okay. spot on. So you might be seeing a little bit of glimpses of – here and there but um you know I feel like you know how what I've learned over the past couple of years is you know it, it happened um you can't do anything about it you got to go right. back out and play because that next play is probably gonna it's gonna be the biggest play of the game and how you respond because everybody's watching so um you know I think my arm's strong it might be just you know tight windows I might be throwing it a little bit harder uh, because I got to get it in there but um I'd say you're you'd be spot on about the Toledo Carter, but uh, I'd say South the South Alabama Carter the uh, that kid he's a little bit more cool, calm and collected. He's just you know his arms all, a whole lot stronger here than it was there. So got it, got it. All right, let's wrap it. Uh, let's wrap it up. We talked about your arm. Uh, has the uh, has the grip changed at all over Carter Bradley's career? We got a little picture here. Uh, that looks like the same grip to me. <laughs> That is the same grip right there. The same grip. The hair's a little bit longer, but the ball's a little bit higher uh, up on, uh, closer to my face. But that is the same grip I am using today. That is unbelievable. 
That's great. All right, Carter Bradley, South Alabama Jaguars quarterback. Thank you so much for hopping on Locked On Sunbelt Podcast. Uh, We'll see you out there for the scrimmage, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.